Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Glorify you tonight. Jesus, we glorify you. We magnify you. You're such a wonderful Savior. We thank you for the great price you paid. We honor that price by walking in the light that you have brought by walking in the inheritance that you have made ours. We take it. We leave none of it unclaimed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and we say, we are redeemed. We are redeemed. We are redeemed from anything that would steal, kill, destroy. We thank you that we are purchased. We have been bought with the precious price of the precious blood of Jesus. And we're so grateful, Father, for the greatness of your plan. It was all your plan. Jesus, we thank you for fulfilling the Father's heart. Father, we're so grateful we belong to you now. And you belong to us. And we are one with our Father. We give you thanks and praise and we live that way. We think that way. We believe that way. We speak that way and we act that way. Because we're graced to live as the redeemed. And we give you praise and glory. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Turn around and give three or four people around you a great big God bless you tonight. Then you can be seated. Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. How many of you came expecting something tonight? How many of you came ready to add your faith to the Word? We're not like those that it talks about in the book of Hebrews, those that were delivered out of Egypt. It said the Word did not profit them. The Word preached unto them. Did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in them. Mixed with faith in them that heard it. So we're not, we're not just coming to occupy a seat. We're coming to mix our faith with the Word. Why? Because we're doers. We're doers. We act like the Word is true. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Word is true. And we live that way. We act that way. We think that way. We talk that way. Hallelujah. Um, We could put in, for the word faith, we could put in the definition acting on the word. That's the definition. That's what faith does. It acts on the word. Faith is an act. Amen. Amen. So we could say this, the just shall live by faith, the just shall live by acting on the word. 
Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without acting on the Word, it's impossible to please God. What does acting on the Word mean? Act like it's true. Act like it's true. Act like it's true. That's why you saw us go so good crazy. When we came out praising and Brother Philip was leading us, I tell you what, we believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, I appreciate, thank you, Brother Philip and Brother Tony, good drinking songs. If you ever notice at the bars, they don't just play ballads. Because they will never ante up and drink up at a, with the ballad. They play drinking songs for people who want to drink. Amen. Get comfortable with drinking songs if you want to drink. Because you can't drink the same way when you're just singing a minor key ballad. Well, I'm not comfortable with that. Well, what part of you? Your flesh you or your spirit you? Because I'm going to tell you, the flesh will block the flow of you stepping into what God is doing. Why? The, the Bible says the flesh is at enmity with God. We have to put our flesh down, step over our flesh. Why? Because we don't want to be held out of anything God offers us in His flow. Hallelujah. Good old drinking songs. Why? Because we're filling up, filling up, filling up, filling up, filling up, filling up. <laughs> you cannot maintain yesterday's infilling. You have to have a fresh infilling every day. Every day. Drinking up. So I trust that you took some swigs as we were. You can draw deep. You know, I, you know, you know what they do now in bars. I've have just seen on TV. Somebody will lay down on a bar. They will get a pipe, like a plastic tube, with a funnel, and they will pour. And that person will just lay there. They don't even have to do this. They just lay there and let that that alcohol be administered to them. Why wow, they filling up? We should not let the world teach us what fullness looks like. When you get full of this, you don't want any of that. And I, we, we've got to learn. You know, the thing is, is that we want all that all the flows of God bring. And God has many flows. And uh, if we want certain flows, you have to get into other flows. One flow leads to another flow. And if we only say, well, I want miracle flow, but I don't want rejoicing flow, you can't, you can't arrive at miracle flow. Because one flow feeds into the other flow. So we don't come here and pick and choose what flow of the service we'll participate in. I'm jumping in. If every flow is from God, I'm jumping into all of it. You say, well, you're, it, that's just emotionalism worked up. Let me just tell you this. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to do something. 
Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. The mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart. Notice what's in the heart starts affecting the mouth that is in the body. So the body will start manifesting what's coming out in abundance of the heart. So to just say, well, I'm just worshiping the Lord in my heart. Well, I don't, I, I'm not diminishing that your heart can be turned toward God, but out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the body gets involved. Amen. And it's not emotionalism, it's fullness. Just coming out. Ah, it comes out. I have, my brother and I were talking last night when my mother, because she would always do the Thanksgiving meals and the Christmas meals and all that, and tell you, that woman could cook. She could cook. Um... David said, I'm, he said, he told her, he said, Mom, I'm praying that when you get to heaven, that what is it that they assign you to, that they make her cook for the Last Supper. <laughs> Not the Last Supper. The marriage, thank you. The marriage supper of the lamb that she at least have, at least she gets to make the dressing. At least make the dressing. And she said, David, don't you pray that. <laughs> don't you pray that. And I have stood over some of her pies, her desserts, and I would take a bite and go, mmm. Why? The goodness of it started showing up in my body. <laughs> that my body started responding to the goodness of that. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! And I can't help but respond to his goodness. It's a thrill. It's a joy. Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated. God said to me I was facing a, a, a certain situation I needed a miracle in. And I got up early one morning. I went outside on my back porch. I had to meet with the city and some other people uh, over a situation. And it had been going for 10 months in the wrong direction. And there was no natural way for it to turn. And I got up and I went outside and I just sat on the back porch and I spoke to myself in Psalms. What is that? That's a form of prophecy. That you start speaking in Psalms. That's what David did. That's where we get the book of Psalms. So many of the Psalms are things he spoke out at a time of difficulty. And at times of great challenge and opposition, you can step into that because it will reveal your future to you. And so I went outside and sat on the back porch and I started speaking in psalms and I noticed that every psalm I spoke out had the theme of it was victory. These weren't things I thought up. They were psalms. They are utterances that come up by the Spirit in the form of prophecy. And it's one way to stay filled. Spoken of in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17, 18, around in there. 
And uh, I noticed that the word victory kept coming up. So when I heard it, I just started rejoicing. Yeah. Amen. And I had, I just got up and I said, I praise you, Father. I praise you. I recognize yeah. what you're saying to me by the Spirit that this will turn to my victory. Yeah. And so I had this uh, sense or this unction to dance. Yeah. It's early in the morning. I usually don't, you know. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas on my back porch. There's nobody there to dance with me. And I just got up my... Why? Because faith has a response. So I just got up and I started dancing. And while I was dancing, the word of the Lord came to me. And said, in the rejoicing, power flows. In the rejoicing, not before the rejoicing, not... After the rejoicing, in the rejoicing, power flows. Why? Because it's faith. And the power of God is activated by faith. And rejoicing is one way to release faith. In the rejoicing, power flows. Listen, I had a situation for a year and a half that I mean I did everything. I prayed in tongues by the hour. I studied. I confessed. I did everything that I knew of to do, and nothing was changing. And one day I just looked and I said, Holy Spirit, I'm missing it somewhere. Where am I missing it? And he said, the praise cure. I was leaving out the rejoicing, the praising. So for the next week, I didn't read, I, I read my Bible, but minimally. Why? Because I had already been doing that with great time invested. I was behind on the rejoicing. You can get behind on your praising. You can get behind. And I got behind on my rejoicing, and I got behind on my praising. For the next week, all I primarily did, I mean literally almost 24 hours a day, I, I slept very little. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and I'd start worshiping. I'd start rejoicing, and I'd start praising. And I tell you what, my mind was under assault, and it helped turn me and draw me from that mental arena to my spirit arena. And at the end of a week, Power was flowing that whole time. In the rejoicing, power flows. In the rejoicing, power flows. In the rejoicing, power flows. Not in my pastor's rejoicing. My rejoicing. No one can rejoice on your, in your behalf. In the rejoicing, power flows. And so I just rejoice on that back porch. Stephen and my, one of my administrators and I went to have the meeting with the city and other people, and I tell you that that meeting started off bad and it just kept going worse. <laughs> and I mean, it was no good, no bueno, no bueno. <laughs> and I got up, they, they had their lawyers, the people that we were having to deal with, they had their lawyers there. I had no legal representative because my lawyer was telling me to just sign the papers. I said, I'm not signing the papers. Right, right. I said, you just want it off your desk. And uh, we got up to leave, and we, we were in a worse place than when we walked in. And Stephen and I walked out, and we had walked in with an administrator, but when we walked out, the administrator didn't come out. And so I said to Stephen, I said, maybe she needs help carrying stuff because she had all the documents. I said, go back in that room with all those people, find out if she needs help. And one of the lawyers had her cornered and was giving her the what for. Said, you better deal with her and you better have her to sign these papers and all this stuff. So, I mean, I'm telling you, it, 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 it looked in the negative direction. 
We went home, it, we went back to the office, it was only about five minutes away, and realized that something had been left there of ours. They go back in. They walk back in, that meeting is still going on, but we've left it. And Stephen goes back in, gets the item, they say something to him, he comes back home, back to the office rather, about 10 minutes later, and he said, it's done. I said, what's done? He said, they, they turned. They changed their mind. He said, when I walked back in, the, one of the contractors came up with a solution and the city took it and the lawyers took it. And he said, it's turned. It's in our favor. It's turned. See, it wasn't even us being present that turned it. The rejoicing brought on the power and the power turned it. It's not by our ability. It's not by our effort. It's by his power. But he's got to get us cooperating with his power. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, there is one pastor. She talked about her and her husband pastored. And she talked about her grandmother who was, got saved during the Azusa Street Revival around the early 1900s and said she became part of a church. And in this church, it was just a little wooden frame building. They did not have organized seating. They told people because, you know, they, they didn't have many resources or much equipment. And they said, if you want a chair, bring it from home. Uh -huh. So everybody brought a chair from home to attend church. Yeah. They brought their own chair and they just left it there. And they didn't have much equipment. Of course, sound equipment wasn't the same. There wasn't even really existence back then. And um, talked about this pastor's wife said her grandmother, there were seven, along with her grandmother and a couple of other older ladies there in the congregation, they would arrive at church about an hour before everyone else. And they would go and they would start worshiping God. Praising God, praying, whatever the Spirit led them to do, that's what they did. And they didn't have the instruments, and so they would just sing without, you know, sing a cappella. And uh, this pastor's wife said that her grandmother, that she'd be there with a couple of other, other ladies, and her grandmother brought her chair, was a rocking chair. Well, if you're going to be at church, you might as well be in motion. And so she said, one of the ladies, the anointing would start coming into manifestation. See, the power of God is present everywhere, but it's not always in manifestation. Why does it come into manifestation? To accomplish something, to do a work. And when, we, when it comes into manifestation, you can sense it. And so that anointing would start coming in a manifestation. One of those grandmamas would sense it and said she'd start on that wooden floor just tapping her foot. And the anointing would just increase. Why? Because she's doing it under the anointing. It's not, instruments are a blessing, but they're not a requirement. Moving with the Spirit is the requirement. So she'd start her foot like that. And another grandmama would go, Jesus. And man, it would be on. And said the anointing would just drop. 
thick. Why? What were they doing? They were getting the place ready for the needs of the people to be met. That all they had to do was walk in and receive. But if they didn't receive, it didn't matter what was in manifestation. You can bring things into manifestation for people, but you can't receive it for them. Their receiving is based on their response to that anointing. We have to be, we have to learn that we receive of the flow of the power of God not based on His power, but based on our response to His power. When people pray, oh God, do something, oh God, start moving. God's never stopped moving. I love something that uh, Brother Joel said this morning. He said this, the power of God is always on. He doesn't have an off switch to His power. He's always moving. And he said the power of God is always on. Power is always connected to us. Now, our response to the power is the variable. The power isn't the variable. Our response to it. My husband used to make this statement that is huge for you to understand. He said the reason more people don't receive more in a service because they don't respond more. We receive to the measure that we respond. I've been in churches, man, they were responsive to the praise and worship, but when the word was taught, they weren't interested because it didn't appeal to their flesh. See, you have to learn to, you have to, learn to respond to every flow of a service. That means you respond to the praise and worship. You respond to the teaching of the word. You respond to the giving, the offering time. You respond to healing lines. Not necessarily that you have to get up in it, but you release your faith. You respond and hook up to the altar call. You release your faith. That's called skill. To not respond is lack of skill towards spiritual things. And the lack of skill can be damaging and dangerous when you need a miracle. Lack of skill will rob from us. Lack of knowing how to respond. And if we just let our, if, 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 if our flesh leads us in our response, we're going to be cheated. Because our flesh will never respond right. I've seen, listen, I've pastored long enough and I've seen it, been in enough services to watch during praise and worship and people holding on to the chair in front of them like it's going to move. <laughs> they just stand there and just look. What is that lack of skill? Their flesh is taking the lead. And see, we have to learn to put the flesh down and enter in. Enter in. Why? Because in the rejoicing, power flows. And you don't get mad at people, but they're, they're limiting what they will receive because of their response. Response is everything to God's power. Can I tell you this? If we would major on our response, faith wouldn't trip us up. Just focus on, I'm just going to respond. That is faith. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. When Brother Richard Roberts comes to our church, he quotes his dad. It's one of my favorite quotes that Oral Roberts would say every day. 
Miracles are coming to you or going past you. Every day. He didn't say every church day. Every day. Every day. The, the church services are a place of practice so that if you will learn how to respond in a setting that's easy because there's corporate faith, the atmosphere is charged with the faith of others and brought that power into manifestation because the faith has joined together. And then you step into that, you have experience, now you know how to go home and stir that up and not just wait for God to manifest it. You initiate it. That you may be a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself as he was teaching on, uh, but not so that we wait for God because we're flooded with God. We can initiate. We're authorized to initiate some things. And we have to become skillful in this setting because if we're not skillful here, it's not likely we're skillful when we're alone and opposition is showing up. Because everything of God is waiting for our response. Everything of God. None of us got born again until we responded to what we heard. You know, those of us who heard the salvation message before we even responded to it, some heard it for a long time before they even responded to it. What was holding them out of salvation? Their lack of response. Lack of response, exactly. People will go to hell based on one thing, their response. People will go to heaven based on one thing, their response. Response is everything to God. Because it's his permission. When you respond, you give him permission. And he won't move without your permission in your life. I said, he won't move in your life without your permission. And your response is your permission. Why? It's your faith. We are all responding to the measure of our faith. That's so good. Wonderful. Sometimes, though, we need to, we need to be encouraged in our response because some people will have faith that they're not responding to. Right. Oh, yeah. The man at Lystra. Yeah, he had faith. Paul said he noticed he had faith, but he still sat there crippled. Mm-hmm. You know what Paul said? Stand up right on your feet. Respond to that faith that's in you. Don't leave it dead. Why? Because faith not acted on is dead faith. Yeah. Yeah. Can you have faith and it be dead? That Well, the Word says, faith without works is dead. Faith without response is dead. A living faith is a responding faith. Praise the Lord. Every day, miracles are coming to you, are going past you. What determines whether or not you receive in your response? Because I tell you what, when there's much felt against the mind and against the body, your response has to be more aggressive. And if you just want to lay in bed half-heartedly and do some things, if the devil responds more than you in your situation, that's no bueno. I remember uh, years years ago when Ed and I still lived in Tulsa, this would have been in the 80s, 
And I woke up in the middle of the night and flu symptoms. I didn't, I went to bed, I was fine, but I woke up full-blown flu symptoms on me and I just laid there and started confessing healing scriptures. And, and God didn't say, oh, good, congratulations, that's perfect. You know what he said to me? He said, now would be a good time to do what you preach. What's he mean? Get up. Get up. Respond. Don't lay there and just do what's convenient. Yes. I tell you what, if you're going to tap into the power of God, you've got to go against your flesh. You've got to go against the flow of what's pushing on you. How interested are you? How interested are you? When you're interested, man, you show up at church. When you're interested, you show up where help is. When you're interested. When you're at, at, when you're at a time of opposition, I tell you what, I, I looked for church services to go to. I mean, we would. Why I need I need the flow of that service to encourage me. I didn't just try to sit at home and do it all by myself. When I've got a company of believers, the body of Christ. I tell you what. Whenever you're faced with a need, you be looking. Not, not just to watch something on YouTube. Thank God for that. But I tell you what, it'll never take the place of the atmosphere. The atmosphere of faith. The atmosphere of power. It's an assist. I said it's an assist. Praise the Lord. So our response is going to determine about that miracle power. Do I get any of it today? Well, you say, well, Pastor Nancy, how do I get it? How do you respond to it? Blind Bartimaeus sat on the roadside, and he heard Jesus of Nazareth was coming, and he started responding. What did he do? He called. He called out. What did he say? Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. That's a good response. Why? Because goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And he starts calling out, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the people around him were annoyed. You're praising too much. Church, World Harvest Church of Paducah, that music was too loud. There was too much jumping going on. They're all worked up. Don't be like the crowd around blind Bartimaeus. Don't be them. Just because you're not accustomed to it. That's right. That's right. Amen. It's listen, I was I was born and raised Methodist. I had to step past my flesh to enter in to the flow of rejoicing and praising because your flesh can be trained to not respond. But your flesh can also be trained to respond. Or at least you step over your flesh and bring it into response. Because it's not just being worked up, it's in the rejoicing power flows. I'm stepping into a flow of power and nobody else is getting mine. There's enough for everyone. I don't need to share mine and give it to them. And so blind Bartimaeus is sitting on the road. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And he's calling out. And they just are so annoyed. Be quiet. Just be quiet. You're over the top. Too much. Too much. Easy for them to say they're not the one blind. They're not the one with the need. They're not the one going through that difficulty. They weren't calling. 
Don't let people who aren't calling tell you to not call. People who aren't responding shut down your response. Jesus that day was just going down the highway. He was just going down the highway. He was not seeking out blind Bartimaeus. Jesus did not initiate this. Blind Bartimaeus initiated it with his response. He was hungry for his answer. And Jesus, who was not on assignment, it was not his intent to go to blind Bartimaeus, but Jesus stopped his journey for one man who would not be passed by. And Smith Wigglesworth makes a statement, there's something about faith that will cause God to pass over a million people to get to you. Jesus passed over that whole crowd to get to blind Bartimaeus. And even when they saw him healed, it's not recorded that any of them even still got something, even after they saw manifestation. Why? No calling, no response, no receiving. <laughs> Jesus would have loved for them to receive, but they didn't respond. Their only response was tell those who were responding, you're over at the top, quit. You're too loud. That's not appropriate. Be dignified. I want to please, I want to please the Father. He is worthy. He's worthy of all the praise we can give Him. It cost Him everything. It cost Jesus everything for us to have everything. And that needs to mean something to us. Praise the Lord. Jesus in his own hometown, could there do no mighty work? Why? Their response. Their response. He came to do a mighty work. Everywhere, could have, everywhere he went, mighty works. But not there, based on their response. He loved them. He grew up with these people. But just because he loves us doesn't mean we receive. We receive based on not how much he loves us, but how much we respond to his love. And the flow of power is his love and manifestation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, if their response in Jesus' hometown could hinder mighty works being done, then our response can hinder. Amen. I'm not, I don't want to hinder in my life. I want to respond. I want to respond. Years ago, there was somebody who came to the church, and they really came with someone else. They, were, they didn't seek out the church to attend. Someone, they came because they were with someone. And when that relationship broke up, then they left the church because they came for that person. They were there just really maybe six months, I want to say, even if that long. But while they were there in the church, they were, they were diagnosed with cancer, and they were only in their early 30s. Had two young children. And she left the church because a relationship didn't work out. 
the one she, not one that she acquired there, but one she came with. And uh, so I called her, and I said, Honey, I know that the relationship you wanted to work out didn't. And you came to the church for the relationship, but while you're here, another need arose in your life. And that's a physical need. And I encourage you, don't leave the church over that relationship because we can help you with that need. And she basically told me in so many words, don't call me back. So I didn't. And a year and a half later, I looked up and she came walking through the door. And she was skeletal. That cancer had ravaged, gone through every part of her body. And she was actually, they brought her in a wheelchair. And now she came back. See, the word says the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily weakness or pain. But see, she was a baby Christian. She had no strength in her spirit. There was nothing to draw on. You say, well, couldn't God heal her? Yeah, but see, you have to have something to draw on. And she had nothing in her spirit. And that's why I was trying to tell her, if you'll stay, we'll put something in you. That's right. And so... Um, she came and she was, because I'm not just thinking of her, I'm thinking of her children. I'm thinking of the whole picture. And uh, I tell you, she, we, we had a part-time Bible school then. She signed up. She had people bringing her. Bless her heart, she gave an all-out effort. But see, there was no strength in her spirit. And so I said to God, I said, God, I know sometimes things can be changed. Things can be changed if someone can assist them with their faith. And I said, if I can assist her, I'd like to be able to. And I'm asking you, can it be changed? Well, uh, I've learned this, that if you pray long enough in the Spirit, God will show you some things. So we were having daily prayer there, and I was leading it at the church, and so I just... I just lifted her up. I said, God, I'm lifting up her. I'm praying for her. And I just prayed in the Spirit for about 20 minutes for her. At the end of 20 minutes, I had a mini vision. And I saw quickly a vision. And I saw her sitting in one of our chairs, looks exactly like these, same shape and everything. And I saw two pipes, maybe about three-quarter inch around side by side, coming out of the floor, two pipes, and they came up and they, they had, there was an elbow bend in the pipe that sent that pipe right into the lower part of that chair, and she's sitting in that chair. And I knew when I saw that, that power's flowing to her. See, it was signifying, God was showing me power was flowing to her. Why? Because every day, miracles are coming to you. Or going past you, and that's by power. So, in that vision, she's sitting in that chair. So, I know she's in the place where power can reach her. She's in our church. Power can reach her there. Why? Because there's manifestation. That power comes in a manifestation in the, in the services. Now, see, you can be in a church and that power won't come, doesn't always come in a manifestation. If they don't know it, they don't respond to it. Just because it belongs to us doesn't mean it'll manifest. Someone has to become skillful with power. Pastors, you have to become skillful. You have to teach your congregations 
to become skillful with power because it has to be cooperated with to be benefited from. And so I saw her in this vision. She's sitting there, and she leans forward a little bit to where her back is no longer against the back of the seat. She leans forward, and she takes the first finger on each hand, and she reaches back, and she puts those fingers in those pipes and plugs them up. God was showing me. She's hindering the power, meaning you can't help her. It's what she's doing. I didn't ask any further. He was showing me, you can't help her. But what I, was, what I'm, I said that to say this is her response. Her response. Her response. It's never on God's side. God's power is always on. You don't have to talk him in to turning it on. You don't have to coerce him to turn it on. It's always on. It's waiting for our response. And you have to practice responding. Because when circumstances can be so formidable, so bold in your face against you, it's important how you respond. What are you going to respond to at that time? How are you going to respond? Are you going to respond to what you feel, to what your mind tells you? Or are you going to respond to the power that's present regardless whether you feel it or not? Learn to respond to unfelt power. Many of us are skillful at responding to felt power. But power can be unseen and power can be unfelt. And just because it's unseen or unfelt doesn't mean it's not flowing. As Brother Joel said, power is always on. Now you approach every single need of your life. There's power on for this and I'm going to respond to that power that means I'm not going to worry if I get into worry that's not the response that power can can flow through you worry and that is you taking the fingers and putting them in the pipes you fear that is the fingers and taking them in the pipes it could have been fear that that little gal was that that could have been what represented the fingers plugging that up I tell you what, you run out every trace of fear. You run out every trace of fear. And can I tell you this? People who who will not for years and years and years go to the doctor. Most of the time it's fear. Most of the time it's fear. I'm not saying you have to go to the doctor to live healed. I'm saying why do you not want to go? Are you afraid of what you might hear? That's taking fingers and plugging it into power because it's fear. Amen. That worry will close the door to the power of God. Fear closes the door to the power of God. Why? Because worry is just an outflow of fear. It's all fear. Anxiety, panic, all of this, it's all a manifestations of fear. And we have a crisis in our nations worldwide. Mental health crisis. It's all fear. It's all fear. It's all fear fear because people don't know how not to respond to fear. Fear comes to all of us, but we're learning how not to respond to fear. Just because you can feel it doesn't mean you have to respond and cooperate with it. Just because your body feels, I, I tell you, I cannot tell you how it helped me. 
years ago when I heard Dad Hagen talking about, he was going, walking through the front room of his house. And the devil had been threatening something to him. He did not specify what it was. And it was bombarding his mind. And he said, I was walking through the house, and he said this was just an onslaught against him. And he's, he's walking through, and he said his hands started trembling because his body was responding to that threat. And the devil said, I got you now. You're in fear. He says, devil, I'm not in fear. He said, look at your hands are shaking. He said, devil, my hands may be shaking, but my body is not the real me. My spirit is the real me, and my spirit's not shaking. Just because your body can feel stuff. Haven't you ever driven and somebody threw on their brakes in front of you and you slammed on your brakes and you didn't hit them? And for the next 20 minutes, you're shaking. You didn't even hit them. There was no contact. All that is is the body responding to that setting. But that's not your spirit. And when fear comes into the, into the, into the room, you can feel it. What does it say in Psalm chapter 23, verse 5? Thou preparest a table before me, what? In the presence of my enemies. Couldn't we say this in the presence of fear? Fear is an enemy. Just because you can feel it doesn't mean it's yours. It just means it's present. And even though it's present, I have a table of his word, a table of his provision. A table of my redemption spread in front of me and I ignore what's present to give my attention and response to the table of his provision. Feeling it is not the failure. I don't care how you feel it. You know, haven't you ever had a dog that had too much playground time and came in the house stinky? And you smelt it? You didn't go, I need to go take a shower. Just because you smelled what was in the room. You didn't start thinking it was you. Why do you think that about what the devil brings in the room? It's his. Leave it with him. He is the most fearful, tormented being. Yeah. God's not given me the spirit of fear, so when fear shows up, I know it's not mine. Can fear come into your mind? Yes. How? If you listen to it. If you listen to it. I was asked... Uh, Somebody was doing an interview with me recently, and they said, Pastor Nancy, what, is, what, are, what were your darkest days? And I said, well, I said, automatically, the greatest tragedy that's happened in my life is my husband's unexpected homegoing. By far, that's the greatest tragedy. But I said, that wasn't the hardest, darkest day. I said, the hardest time of my life was before my mind was renewed. When I didn't know what to think. When opposition came and I didn't know the answer to it. That was the hardest. And I said, when my husband died, I already knew the answers. 
I knew what to say. I knew what to believe. I knew what to respond to. I knew how to respond. So it turned a tragedy. The tragedy did not steal from me the flow of the word. Your greatest defense is not the devil leaving you alone. Your greatest defense is renewing your mind to think the thoughts of the word and refuse to let any other thought take its place. Your greatest defense against the devil is a renewed mind. When you think right, he's got no open door. He can only enter through wrong thinking. He can only enter through disobedience. He can only enter when we're off the word in some way. Wrong thinking is off the word. You see? That's why the devil assaults the mind because he's trying to inject wrong thinking. The greatest defense is not you having a pastor that can pray for you. That's a huge blessing. But the greatest defense is a renewed mind, thinking like God and saying, I refuse to take any thought against the word. Many people are waiting for the devil to leave them alone so they can be joyful. Their, their mind's not renewed. Be joyful right in the midst of him. Just. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Since he's present, I'm going to let him watch me eat my victory. Right? You want to be present? Yeah, I'm going to give you something to watch. Enjoy the view. People are waiting for the devil to leave them alone before they act like the word is true. They're waiting for their finances to change before they act like the word is true. They're waiting for their body to change before they act like the word is true. When those ten lepers went to go show themselves to the priests, nothing had changed in their bodies yet. Nothing had changed in their bodies yet. Nothing had yet changed. They just acted on the word. Faith is acting on the word, acting like it's true. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dad Hagen talks about the time that there was the, um, in healing school, he was teaching there one day. And he said the power of God came into manifestation. The glory came in. And many times they would lay hands on the sick, which is, that's why they're there. Yeah. They're available to do that. But he said, the glory's here. All you have to do is reach up. What's he saying? Respond. The, the glory can be in a place and no response, no receive. And uh, he said there was a woman there that she had had a surgery on her throat and the doctor accidentally slit her esophagus so she could no longer eat. And they had operated on her 11 times after that to try to fix it. And he said you could see 11 incisions around her neck. Feeding tube because she had not eaten a bite of food since then. And all she did was say, I received that glory. Amen. No one laid hands on her. No one singled her out. She said, I received that. And she got up. 
And, and right there, just pulled out the feeding tube. Listen, you don't act to try to get faith. You act because you have faith. So many times, sometimes people act trying to force the hand of God. Like, if I throw this out, you owe me. If I pull this out, you, you owe me. Healing is not earned. Healing is not earned. Healing is not a reward. For you throwing out cigarettes, for you throwing out alcohol, for you throwing out pills, you're not healed as a reward for an act. Healing is not a reward for you attending church. Healing is not a reward for you serving in church. That's why people who never serve can be healed. And why people will be baffled that people that neglect church can still be healed because healing is not a reward. It's a property that belongs to us. It's part of our inheritance. And so this woman just reached up and pulled out that feeding tube. No doubt in her spirit she knew. She knew. See, I said it last night. Healing is not mental. Healing is not physical. Healing is spiritual. That's how come you know you got something in your spirit before it ever shows up. Why? Because that power is first received, flows through the, flows through the spirit of man into the body and affects the body. And if you just stay with what you know that you have in your spirit, it'll show up in your body. It'll show up. So this woman, she just pulled out that tube. She went across the street. There was a Mexican food restaurant across the street, and it had been months and months since she had had a bite of food. She went over there and ordered two Mexican dinners (laughs) and ate them. No ill effect. Why? Because of the way she responded. The way she responded. Our response is everything. Our response is everything. You say, Pastor Nancy, I'm at peace when I'm in the church building and when the anointing is present, but I'm harassed at home. If we're not enjoying at home the same flow, now I know there won't always be the same tangibility. I know there won't be the same degree because you see in united faith, one will put 1,000, two will put 10,000. It's talking about there's multiplied power when we come together. You may not sense the same measure, but I guarantee you he's giving you a taste of what you can have every day in your life. When you come to church services, he's showing you what to take home and to demand in your home. How do I receive of that flow that I sense in the church building in the rejoicing power flows? You can read the Bible and respond with your heart and power will come into manifestation. You can worship God in your kitchen, in your bathroom, in your garage. And power will come into manifestation. 
People need to quit trying to get power from this direction down and realize power is in here and I'm drawing it out. Drawing it out. I began to learn, I had gone through several different seasons of opposition over several years. And I realized, I looked back and I saw, I recognized that was trying to, and I'll explain it, that which I sensed was trying to manifest in the previous seasons and I didn't know what to do with it. And it dawned on me the last time I went through that season because see, how, how many times is a season going to re- be repeated till you pass it? How many times is that test going to show up till you pass it? Once you pass it, you don't have to take it again. Just pass it. The last time I went through that season, I'll never go through another one because I recognized that while I turned toward God when my mind was assaulted, bombarded, but I ignored this and I turned here. And when I did, there was that fountain springing up. And I sensed that anointing that abides within. I don't have to pray it down. I don't have to pray it into manifestation. It abides in within. But when I turned and gave it its attention, I recognized that that anointing within was, it was, if I could say this, it was uh, springing up in a measure waiting for me to respond to it. The Holy Ghost in me springing up. But because in previous seasons, I go, I could have yielded to that in previous seasons and I didn't recognize what that was. But then I learned and I go, Oh, and I responded to it, and it came out not as praise, it came out as travail. Now, just, I'm talking less than 30 seconds of travail. It was a moment. And when I did, I yielded to that. That anointing that abides within rose up and broke that thing off. I didn't have to deal with it, the anointing within dealt with it. If you'll respond to the anointing within, it's not you dealing with stuff. It's the anointing dealing with that. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. You can confess and confess and confess and listen. We ought to confess the word. Amen. The, the medicine of the word is taken orally. With your mouth. It's an oral medication. And that's one way we attend to his word. But you can confess and confess and confess and never respond to the anointing that's in you that destroys the yoke and not receive the help of that anointing. See, we confess the, we confess the word to bring the anointing into manifestation. So we have to respond. And when we come in a service like this, we have to learn to respond. Jump into the flow. Jump into the flow. Jump into the flow. Step over the flesh. Jump into the flow. This is why the seagulls, God had them talking yesterday morning about fullness. Because it's easier to step into the flow when you're already flowing. It's when you're hitting, your tank is hitting on low or empty that you start telling everybody, this is just too much. They're over the top. No, this is just our flow. It's our flow. Hallelujah. 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 Stand with me to your feet. Father, we thank you tonight. 
We thank you for the word. (laughs) We thank you for the spirit. We thank you that the greater one is in us. The greater one is in us. The greater one. Is in a, it's greater than every opposition, every difficulty, every challenge, every test. It's greater. Hallelujah. It's greater. Amen. We have to respond to what's greater instead of what's against. Yes. So many people live their lives focused on what's against instead of focused on what's greater that's already in them. And they're trying to get God to send something. He sent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> And it, what he sent is waiting on our response. Amen. Amen. Skillful at responding. I said skillful at responding. Now see, I think this even bleeds back into what Pastor Cody preached on Sunday morning about the devil robs through us, from us through distraction. Being distracted from what's in here. Why do you think the devil makes the mind his, 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 his battleground? Because he wants to draw you away from your spirit where faith is. Draw you up into the mental arena where there's nothing but that's Satan's arena. There's fear there. There's worry there. There's harassment. There's doubt that comes against that mental arena. Amen. We're learning. I said we're learning. We are learning. Hallelujah. Wholeness, remember what I started on last night. Wholeness belongs to us. But it's only experienced as we respond. We respond right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Father, we worship you tonight. We glorify you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Let's sing something. Hallelujah. Glory. Power flows. You know that you know that song the glory is here? 
you know how to play it? I know Deborah probably, you know how, yeah. Or, or, I don't know if Brother Philip needs to, yeah. Different key. Yes, is he. I can sense his mighty presence in the very So whatever you you just reach out.
want you following anybody else but me the cameras okay if you'll I want everyone singing let's just keep going to lay my hands on you and minister to those of you who may have heart conditions. Just reach out 
in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Hallelujah. If you're in here and you have metal rods, plates, screws, anything like that in your body, come up here. We'll minister to you. There's an anointing upon this ministry to deal with that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I can sense his love presence. Praise the Lord. In the Nathan, where is it? Where do you have that? It's in my hip. In your hip, through your knee, does it cause you any pain or difficulty? Yes, the side is shorter. That sh that side is shorter. It's you have you have pain with it? Yes. Uh huh. Is it ongoing or just come and go? It's it's constant. It's constant. It's yeah. Good. Father, we. Oh. Where? What about you, sir? Low back. Lower back. Uh huh. Pain with that? Unimaginable. Unimaginable pain. Yeah. Ah. Ah. My sticky. Raise up your hands and say this after me. Say, I receive it. I receive that power. I receive it right now. In Jesus' name. There it went in. What about you, sir? I have in my knees and in my lower back. Rods in your knees and lower back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Father, we thank you. Be whole. Be whole in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. What about you, love? Where do you have that? Titanium hip and down to the femur. Yes. Yes, yes. You qualify. You qualify yes, for a miracle. Praise the Lord. We thank you. Ah, be whole in Jesus, in Jesus' name. We thank you for that power. <laughs> what about you, love? In your hips. Both hips? Yeah. He, uh, be whole in Jesus' name. What about you, sir? In your neck. Three titanium plates. We thank you. A hole in Jesus' name. Mm. What about you, love? My shoulder. Oh, your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. 
Father, we thank you. Wholeness in Jesus. <laughs> Just lift up your hands, love, and say, I receive that. That power right now. <laughs> we thank you, Father. What about you, sir? Pin in your ankle. Father, we thank you for wholeness. We thank you for it. We receive it right now in Amen. Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Anybody else with that? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Where's Brother Oh, there's Brother Joel. Anybody, and I, I say this because he has an endowment to minister to those with cancer. If you're in here tonight and you've been diagnosed with cancer, come up here and Brother Joel will minister to you. Praise the Lord. Anybody at all? I don't call that out by word of knowledge. I just know that that's an endowment that he possesses. And if anyone needs it, we want them to receive their help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come up here real quickly if that's you. Praise the Lord. Come on up here, love. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just step up a little closer to me if you would. Praise the Lord. Congregation, reach your hands out toward these that are receiving. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? When we learn how to respond to the other flows in the service, it helps us to respond in these flows. And sometimes we just, we, we've, ne we've not been taught or we didn't know that we needed to do something. We all just thought, well, if God has it for us, he'll give it to us. But we have something to say about it. As Dad Hagen would teach us, God's a perfect gentleman. He won't do anything uninvited. He doesn't force himself on people. The devil does that. But not God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that's why we want to practice responding to every flow in a service. Because sometimes some flows are going to be life and death to us. And we won't have practice time when we hit a situation like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Somebody's lower back is being healed. Just right where you're at, move around. Reach down and touch your toes. Reach down, touch your toes. We're not seeing if it worked. We're giving action to the anointing. Faith is an act. We act on that anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Backs are being healed all over this place. Backs are being healed. Do something you couldn't do. Move around. Do whatever you... I don't care if it looks like a gymnasium while we're in here. Give action to that anointing. Amen. Do something. Move around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Necks are being healed right now. Necks are being healed. Move it around. Move it around. Give action to that anointing. Hallelujah. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. Someone's rib cage. The power of God is moving, making your rib cage whole. Receive that. And those who are watching by live stream, right where you're at, respond. Respond to the word spoken. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken. That when it's spoken, it's because God seeks to fulfill it. Matthew 8, 17, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. But first he said that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. The, order, the divine order of God is he says something, then he does something. He says something, then he does something. He says something, then he does something. When we respond to what he says, now he can do it. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Somebody's uh, teeth, the back lower teeth are being healed right where you're at. Re re respond to that. Just say, I receive that. That's, that's for me. I take it. Some people, you know, you don't want to get so mental. You're standing there and go, well, does she mean me? If it got anywhere near the vicinity, I go, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. I'll take over the slop over from someone who didn't take theirs. Don't let the mind cheat you by going into the mental arena. Amen. It gets anywhere near it. Somebody's elbow is being healed. Their, your elbow is being healed. Move that around right now. Give action to that. Mashtaka. He doesn't just do things so we can say we felt it. Listen, I'm all, I'm all for feeling something, but from him, but it, it, it's to perform a work. Amen. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We glorify you. Now this front row right here, grab hands. This front row, Pastor Hernandez, you stand up. And you grab your wife's hand and that power is going to go down the road. There it goes. There it goes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I remember Ed would... <laughs> Because Ed taught us when that tangible anointing comes, get your hands. 
Sometimes, and, and two, I, I've, I've had to learn because I'll be at home and it'll just come in my hand. You know, nobody's around, no need is around. But I've learned that sometimes it's because the, the, it's just power coming into manifestation. It's sometimes it's to pray. I can sense it when an angel comes. So it's at different times. So I can sense it right now, but I don't have the, the, the leading to lay hands always. But uh, when he deals with you about laying hands, you do it. And Ed was working with some minister that was traveling with Ed at the time and just being in some of his meetings, and he had that tangible anointing. And Ed said, lay your hand on that person. So that man did, and he said, is the anointing in your left hand? He says, no, it's in my right. Then why are you putting your left hand on him? Skill. It's skill. It's part of learning. We just think any hand will work. The hand where it's manifesting. Because not everyone has that. You don't try to make it up and you don't try to pretend that it's there. I'm just saying you have to learn how God flows through you. And sometimes we thank you for it, Father. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Praise the Lord. It's all right if we give the Holy Ghost time to do what He wants to do. Amen. You have to learn this. If you're going to move with the Spirit, you can't get in a hurry. Because you'll move right past Him. Because He needs, He wants time to work, and this is His opportunity. And we're not going to short His opportunity. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Ceilings off. Every single one of us, none of us have arrived. There's always more, further we need to come in the renewing of our mind regarding, and I'm specifically speaking to finances. Hallelujah. People go after more money when they really need to go after renewing their mind to take the limits off the way they think because it's the the thinking that puts the cap on their finances. They think it's the devil. No, it's the thinking. Because when you think right, you know the devil can't steal from you. He can't rob from you. He can't withhold Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mashtikikie. Praise the Lord. Pastors, let me remind you, you know something. To operate in the gifts of the Spirit, it takes faith. It takes faith. And many times people are wanting the gifts of the Spirit, but you're going to have to step out in faith. I don't mean to step out beyond what the Holy Spirit's saying. You don't, you don't say something and try to make the Holy Spirit manifest what you say. But I'm saying just follow what He gives you. And sometimes He just gives you one word. And it takes faith to just follow the one thing He gives you. Sometimes I'll just have a sense uh, minister to them. And I'll call them out. And I don't know what I'm going to say to them. But you see, I've got to act in faith. And as I do what He's already shown me, then what I need next will come. People want to many times see the whole thing before they move because they don't want to be embarrassed. It's not about us. It's about God getting His way and ministering to people. Amen. And I'm so grateful that this last day revival is a revival of the gifts or manifestations of the Spirit. And I'm so grateful it's preceded by a faith revival. Right? Because it takes faith to move into these things. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Stand with me to your feet. We praise you, Father. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lift up your hands and let's worship Him tonight. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. We worship you. Let's sing, Thank You, Lord. place and wondering about this time and wondering about this season, wondering about this hour. Many, many questions in your mind. Many, many questions have been going through your heart. But now is the season and now is the hour to step out in this realm of glorious power. Now is the day, now is the hour not to live by the mental but live in this supernatural power. <laughs> now is the day, now is the hour to be demonstrators of God's glorious might. His glorious might and power. And you'll see by your hands. <laughs> whoo, you'll, whoo, whoo, you'll see Karadansle. Ha! Shoo! You'll see by your hands ha! The miraculous performed. Ha! 
demonstrations of power, demonstrations of glory, demonstrations of the anointing, <laughs> like has never been before. Yes. Now is the open door. Mm -hmm. Step in. Who stay? Haradon. Now is the open door. Step in. Karaday. Maradon. Hallelujah. Let's thank him. We thank him. Karadamist. Paradisi. Safatinas. Step in. Step in. Step in. Karadanste. Step in. Kuradoshta. Karadina. Safalanste. Shoo. Yeah, you see it. You see it. Now step into it. Kuradansle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's discerning of spirits. Kuridinste. Paradana. Shoo. Ha. Yeah. The hour's upon us. Shoo. Ha. The hour's upon us. Praise My. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Did you notice? The door is open. Step in. What is that? Respond. 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 When some you visit someone's home and they open the door to you, they say, they open it. Step in. Amen. We step in. We respond. We respond. We respond. We respond. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you. 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 We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. What the Lord has said to me, it will surely come to be. It shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, you're such a wonderful healer. Thank you for the healing power. Thank you. Thank you for helping us. Thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. As the teacher, we thank you. We thank you for teaching us and helping us. Helping us. We thank you. Father, we glorify you. We magnify you. That you may be glorified. That you may be magnified. We glorify you. We glorify, we glorify, we glorify. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We worship you, we worship you. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.